0: Oh, hey, Craig. Good to see you.
1: Welcome.
0: All right. uh, Ready for me to full send into another intro, or would you like to give a shot at introing? No,
2: you can, you can do it.
0: All right, in that case. Yeah. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and anything in between, to what is episode four of a podcast that I'm still refusing to come up with a better name for. I am, as always, joined with my lovely co-host,
2: TJ is my name, word. good,
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyways, and I am Matt, and today we're going to be talking about a bunch of random bullshit, as always. Uh, do you want me to read the first topic this time?
2: No, I got it. I'll do it as the, as the senior of the two of us. Um, yes, by six months, just about. Yep. Yep. Nope. Wait, I thought you were a 98 baby.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm 97.
0: Wait, that would still be... But weren't you born in, like, August? Yes. You were May, right? Yes, so it's still less than a full year. It's not six months, so... Oh, okay.
2: Cool. <laughs> um, Question for the both of us. Am I... An old man, I uh, see so you have a nice little summary you put in here. So I'll, I'll let you start with this.
0: Yeah, I put this in here. I, I believe that I am officially at the ripe age of 25. Um, an mm-hmm. old man, although I was probably 24 when I wrote this. Um, <laughs> I have arthritis in my right knee and probably my right hip. I enjoy music from like the 60s and 70s. And I also yeah. enjoy doing crosswords, Sudoku, and jumbles and all that. Basically like puzzles that you would find in newspapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is intentionally a pretty short topic the answer is yes
1: yeah yeah totally no, absolutely
0: just 25 going you have on a record duty.
2: collection dude
0: i do have quite a record collection is taking up a significant amount of space in my room right now
2: yeah and people say you know Buying records is something that hipsters do, but you know what? Hipsters don't exist anymore. There's no such thing as being a hipster because hipster culture is now mainstream. So that minority that was the hip, the hipster subculture has now been fully merged into mainstream. And when it was merged with the mainstream culture, that percentage of hipsters buying records is so fucking negligible. That you really can't say that you're counterculture, or not counter, you're part of a subculture when you buy records, because really, you're just old. You're just an old fart buying an outdated form of music. That is higher quality than all the other ones that most people listen to, right? No. No? No. Records don't provide a higher quality sound than uh,
0: anything else? Oh. No. Not really. Oh,
2: wow. Okay.
0: Huh. Uh, so records do... They are analog. Uh, so... The thing about records is old records that were analog when they were recorded and analog when they were put on the record nope. might have a quote-unquote more full sound because there is no loss whatsoever. Uh-huh. Uh, there's obviously no compression or anything. But a lot of what you're hearing that gives it a quote-unquote warm sound is actually just the sound of the needle being dragged across. It does not drag; it is oh, dragged. No. It is okay. um, Yeah, it's not dragged across the record per se because it stays still. But yeah, it's actually the sound of the needle rubbing against the vinyl. Yeah. Because um. you know, sure, you'll get the sound of the actual music, but you're also gonna get that. So it's a bit of an acquired taste for some people. Some people don't like that. I personally mm. do. And I accept its faults with like the clicks and the dust and all that. Mm. And I to actually take care of it. Mm. But by technicality, I wouldn't say it's a better one. Because it is susceptible to dust. It is... Uh, it technically means you'll hear stuff that wasn't intended. Mm. Whereas a lossless format like um flax and all that their digital ones can also be lossless and they aren't susceptible to those clicks Mm -hmm. or dust and all that so it's not technically better it's just in my opinion cool it's how a lot of those records were meant to be heard because you know they were only on record at the time yeah and I wouldn't even say the counterculture, because they were pretty well-selling. Uh, they overtook, I think, cassettes last year.
2: Oh. Wait, wait, cassette, like, the square cassette that you put into a radio? Or yeah. cassettes, like, CDs?
0: Cassettes, like, cassette tapes.
2: You can still buy cassette tapes?
0: I mean, yeah, they're still out there, but I mean... Oh. Um vinyl came back last year especially and uh-huh. part of the leading thing was abba's voyage
1: mm-hmm.
0: it really sold well as a record i have two copies of it personally but that's just because i'm an abba freak yeah um yeah so it's not really a subculture anymore it's not like a niche thing however i am like the results are still out as to whether or not it's a flash in the pan it's coming A lot of people that are buying it also are just buying it as, like, a collector's thing. Uh, So, like, uh, Harry Styles, some of his albums are, like, Cool Colors and all that. The Rick and Morty album I have is Cool Colors. Hmm. So it's just a neat little thing to have, even if you're not going to necessarily listen to it that way.
2: The disc is Cool Colors?
0: Yes, the actual record itself is, like, blue and pink and purple.
2: Oh, okay. Yep.
0: I have a bunch of picture ones, so like I have Super Troopers uh, picture mm-hmm. album, which means the vinyl itself is the picture of the cover art. Yeah. So there's a whole lot that goes into it. Um, there's people who prefer the sound of them. I personally do. I like yeah. the sound of them, but I I would not be of the type to falsely say that it is a quote unquote better sound mm-hmm. technically it is worse because it's more susceptible to damage and it does have noise that is not just the music
2: mm-hmm. i gotta agree with you um on the more authentic sound that the records provide um i hear a lot of remastered version because i enjoy a lot of music from the 30s and 40s i see a lot of remastered versions on youtube where they have the sound Modernized, so you don't hear that that warm, I guess filtery noise you know it's around the voice and the instruments. And the music sounds wrong. It just sounds wrong,
0: so what's happening there? you actually kind of got it mixed up. Oh. Uh, the analog is not filtered,, Okay, and that's what gives it its warm senses because everything that it every sound that exists, no matter what frequency, exists Mm. on the record. But when they do those remasters, they tend to put a filter on it that cuts out really low frequencies and really high frequencies, because those are typically clicks and hums that aren't technically meant to be there. But you do lose, as you put it, authenticity of it, because if you're like me, you like that hum. To me, it allows that warmth. And if you're too aggressive in doing so, you lose what Actually is supposed to be heard. Mm-hmm. So I'm a believer that remasters are okay if they're done by somebody that either knows what the intent of the original music was because they were there, or they're a descendant thereof.
1: Yeah.
0: Like they have notes or something. Or they're done by the person that originally did it. So like if the Eagles release a remaster and they can confirm that the Eagles actually had a part in it, I would be more okay with it. But if they just remastered um this, that, and everything else willy nilly, and it had nothing to do with them, that'd be problematic to me. That's right. probably what happens, let's
2: be honest, but Yeah, I guess. But um all right, so it's it's the lack of filter that I like in that music.
0: Yes. Uh, I was sitting earlier. Gory, gory, what a hell of a way to die. Mm -hmm. Um, The version I listened to is from, let me pull it up. Listening
2: to more of your old music. Here
0: we go. Oh, absolutely. Um, Old battle It's from American Paratrooper, but you can tell that it's old. It has clicks. It has static in it, and I'm so glad that it's still there. Uh, because I'd rather it still be there than have someone try to shittily edit it out. Yeah. Because when you try to edit that kind of thing out, there's a good chance you'll cut something that's meant to be heard. Mm. Hmm. Cool. That being said, there are some... Like, I listen to ABBA demos, and there are a couple. Uh, my favorite one being um, When All Is Said And Done is my favorite album, or favorite uh, song album.
1: <laughs> yeah. The
0: demo to that, that actually has words to it, is unfortunately incredibly, incredibly faulty. It has a like, great amount of static to it and noise. You can still enjoy the song, but I'd struggle to say that you don't notice and like get distracted from time to time by the static and noise. It's not an official release. The demo was not officially released. It was kind of just leaked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it makes sense that whoever leaked it probably didn't have a great copy of it in the first place, and then somebody copied that, and then it also has signs of people trying to restore it, and doing a shitty job at it. Mm -hmm. And it's to the point where now you just cannot restore it, the version that I know. Somewhere Mm -hmm. out there, there is the original copy of it, and maybe it is flawless. Yeah, But unfortunately, the one that is publicly available is kind of meh.
2: Lost to the history. Yes.
0: It preserves the original take of the song mm-hmm. which includes a very emotional rendering of the third or the reprise of the first verse at the end mm-hmm. and the official release of the song cut the reprise of the first verse yeah unfortunately so mm-hmm. it made the song shorter but it also lost that last very emotional um, take on it oh that
2: stinks yeah
1: oh well but back to us being
2: old, so at 25, 24, 25, you, you feel your body, you feel the early stages of your body start to betray you. Is that, oh, is that
1: correct?
0: I mean, kind of. I mean, my my knee is susceptible to it. I mean, okay. one literally has arthritis. The other knee has a oh. bipartite patella, so it's susceptible to injury. And oh. my hip is my hip. You already know the history of my hip. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, for those that don't, because I uh, have to remind myself that we have, we actually do have a bit of an audience. Um, I had what's called leg calvary perthes disease. It is a lack of blood flow or impedance oh. of the blood flow to the hip and it causes plenty of problems. Uh, I haven't had the actual blood flow problem in years, but I'm still dealing with the after effects and will for the rest of my life until it gets replaced. Cool. Um, you, have, you have to replace your whole hip? Yeah, I'll get I'll have to get a hip replacement. The oh. uh, question is a matter of when, not oh, if, really. Yeah. And right now I'm thinking that it'll be a good amount of time. I think I've had it strong enough and healthy enough where sure it hurts, but it's not bad. It's not like giving out on me. Oh no. Okay. Anywho. How do yeah. you feel? You feel like you're an old man?
2: Um <sighs> well. I just got my first gum graft. Uh, when was it? It was the first of June, so it was almost yeah, going to be two weeks ago tomorrow. Um, through a combination of teeth grinding, stress, and overbrushing—like really, really hard, painful brushing—I oh. uh, managed to whittle my gums on my bottom front teeth to I think four millimeters down from oh. where they're supposed to be. That's painful. Oh, they—they actually didn't hurt. That was the thing. That was the funny thing. But I basically wore away the majority of my gum on my front four teeth, and it was absolutely disgusting. A huge section of my fucking tooth teeth roots were exposed for uh, over a year. Over a year. So. And like this is this is a pretty common um, procedure to get gum grafts apparently, yeah. um, but the fact that at twenty five years old, twenty four twenty five years old, I had the gums technically had the gums of a seventy year old on my front teeth, uh, that was a, a major sign of uh, like holy shit you know my my body is no longer young. My body is on on the plateau before the eventual decline. It's on the plateau. And um, it was a a work called the Jesus. And uh, the surgery, which they took my blood, spun it through a centrifuge, and essentially I watched them stitch what looked like a piece of fish to my teeth. And now it has now become gum. Uh, It was a very... Scary, very painful process that, no, now I have learned I can't take any of this stuff for granted like I used to. So, yeah, uh, even now, my gums are not way back to 100%. There's still a little bit of my root exposed because they just simply couldn't cover up all of the exposed area. because. Damn. Yeah, it's a process of both stretching what's left that you have there and then grafting on the new fake gum, which really isn't gum. It's just blood spun through a centrifuge
1: yeah. um,
2: that gets tricked into uh, becoming gum. Um, I haven't felt it at the gym yet, which, uh, which is great. I, ha- I haven't been going that a lot, which is a problem. Only been able to go like once a week, but um I was
0: gonna say that at least the one complaint you have is not not to put it too brutally, but kinda your fault.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is absolutely my fault. Uh the teeth
0: teeth grinding thing is just a natural thing. My mom's a general hygienist, mind you. So I know that teeth grinding Uh, is not a fault thing. People who are stressed and all that that's reacting to humanity in life. That's not a fault Mm -hmm. thing. The brushing too hard, however, somebody should have told you to knock that shit off.
2: Uh, I think my dentist did, and I I mostly just not listened to them. Um, because, like, you ever felt like a little bit of things like leftover food that's just broken down, like the bottom or like near the the root of your tooth, not like the root, but where your tooth meets your gum, it feels like a little rough, you know, something there, and well, I would feel it with my tongue, and I'd be like, Hmm, I didn't get that with my brush. I'm going to go brush back there again. And I'm going to brush harder. Because that'll solve everything.
0: And the actual trick is to get the right angle, not to go harder.
2: Or and learn to floss right. That also helps, yeah. That That's one thing that nobody told me as, taught me as a kid. How to floss correctly.
0: I mean, I have the advantage of, like I said, my um, mom being a dental hygienist, so she definitely taught me how to floss correctly. Now, did I floss enough? No. I have terrible teeth because growing up, up until like literally last year or the year before, I was terrible at brushing my teeth consistently (laughs) and um, flossing consistently. That shit has changed because I'm kind of sick of just having cavity after cavity after cavity, and I've had two special toothpaste. I'm on my second one now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. How many, how many calories have you had?
0: Oh, so many. I have a I have a lot of fillings.
2: Are, they, are any of them silver? Are they, are they cool?
0: No, I don't think any of them are silver. I think the, all uh, of them are the new... Uh, I can't remember what the filling is called. but Yeah. yeah. I put strip concrete in there. You know, call it a day. <laughs> now I'm just imagining a fucking concrete truck backing up to the dentist <laughs> chair. Alright, come on. <laughs> a little bit more. A little bit, and you hit him. God damn it, Tom. <laughs> Uh, it's quick drying. It'll be okay. Yeah, it, it, it's quick drying. We got it all over your face and you can't breathe anymore, but who cares? Yeah. Breathing's underrated. Well, overrated.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, that sucks. <laughs> it, and it's funny, like, you you never think, you know, when you're in your mid-twenties, you're, you're not old. You're not, you're not old in your mid-twenties, but to think that when you're this young, you're already starting to have these, these health problems that you know will be with you the rest of your life. Like you think, oh no, nothing's gonna happen to me till I'm like 45 or like really old, but
0: uh well, I will I do have to say that my knee arthritis is more than likely the result of an injury that I didn't properly take care of because I might not have taken it seriously enough. Okay. Um it's not it's not usual for somebody our age to have arthritis that way. Okay. So he straight up said, like, nope, you probably injured it at some point and Consistently just kept it in an injured state to the point where that happened.
2: Oh, um, God.
0: No. Oh, and it's God. not that bad. It it was the cause of pain, but now that I know that that is what's happening, I mm. can strengthen it and I can do PT stuff, which I already yeah. talked to a guy, so I, I'm not going to PT, but I'm doing stretches on my own and all that. Cool. So it's actually really, by far, not that bad. Um,
2: oh, it's great. That's great.
0: Yeah. It's more just like, well, that kind of sucks. <laughs> how, how how did you
2: hurt your hip? How do you think you did it?
0: Uh, I literally had a disease, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said like, <laughs> wait, my was knee, my knee is that... the one with arthritis. The okay. leg calve perthes disease is literally just a luck of the draw, and I've lost the lottery. The bipartite oh. patella on my left knee is just lost the genetic lottery. <laughs> oh, fuck,
2: oh, it's so horrible. Is that something um? Like a grandfather had or a granduncle?
0: No, it's not hereditary at all. There is no predictable really? way of determining if you're going to have like Calvay Perthes. The bicarbate oh, patella. I'm not sure. That I learned about when I injured. Uh, I had um I had Lyme disease in my right knee, and that caused it to balloon up like a football. Um, oh, okay. So that definitely injured it, and I probably didn't recover well from that either. But uh, yeah, in getting that one x-rayed, my left knee, the literally, <laughs> I don't want to say the doctor's name because that'd be kind of like name dropping. But yeah. uh, the doctor for uh, our team literally came to me and said, hey, is your left knee bother you at all? I'm like, no, we're talking about the right knee, right? He's like, yeah, the right knee is just, you know, swollen, but nothing's broken. Who cares? Um, But your left knee has a bipartite patella and you should keep an eye on that shit you don't want that to get injured and he was talking like relatively normal injuries to that knee can cause yeah. that little piece to break off oh. so like if I take a good enough impact on the kneecap even oh, if it God. seems to not be that bad uh-huh. to like a normal bystander if it yeah. hits just right can nail um, that little piece and crack oh. it off oh, and that would uh, suck
2: wouldn't be How the end of you- the world but it suck how old were we we dropped this on you? Uh, probably 20.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, I mean, granted, I've gone my whole life with it like that. So. Okay. Know, it existed before, but that's just when I knew. Mm-hmm. You You were old enough to understand what he was saying. Absolutely. Yeah. And okay. I just kind of went, oh, well, that doesn't sound fun. He's like, well, I mean, it could affect you. It could not affect you. Just keep an eye on it. If it hurts. Mm-hmm listen to it. <laughs> mm. uh, you have...
2: Your hip tells you.
0: Wait, you're... no, your knee. Your knee. knee in that case. Knee. Right. Both knees have something wrong with it, and my right hip has something wrong with it. Do
1: mm.
0: you have anything else to say on whether or not we're old men?
2: Uh, you know what, what was funny? Um, I haven't had this problem in a bit, but sometimes when I'm walking, my... Things my left kneecap will dislocate, and then it'll like wiggle around in there, and it's really like really funny feeling for me to walk. So I have to like stop. I need to pick my leg up. I need to swing it back and forth like a pendulum, and I need to slap my knee to get it back into, into place. Have you talked I to a doctor about that? Yeah, I went to a doctor. Um, did the X-ray. He looked at himself, and there was nothing wrong with the bone. I have no idea what this is. I've had it my whole life.
0: Now, wait a second. He did an x-ray. Which yeah. is great because, like you said, nothing wrong with the bone. But dislocations, from my understanding, are more of like a tendon and musculature thing. Should are they? You need an MRI for that, I would think. Really? I would recommend, have you brought it up to your current doctor?
2: Oh no! I should do that. I'll do that. If next. it's
0: still happening, I recommend bringing that up because, yeah, sure, X-rays are great and all, but they don't show what the muscles doing. No one shows bone.
2: Okay. Yeah, it it it
0: happened maybe um a, a month maybe a month or two ago when I was taking on you, you know what? Actually, scratch that. Maybe you just need to learn how to fucking walk. Uh, twenty five going on twenty years so- old. Yeah. You should learn how to walk already.
2: Yeah. And I I can't say it's like a full dislocation because it's not like a pop in my knee back into place. But the kneecap, it feels looser. And it feels weird to walk and to bend my leg. I I don't want to call it a, a scratch that. I'll redact that part. It's not a full, it's not like a real dislocation. There's no like popping or pain. It's just. Weird loose feeling, and then it's not
0: quite screwed on tight enough. Yeah,
2: yes, it's like the screw is loose and it's kind of like wiggling around. I, I, uh, it freaks me out.
0: Uh, It would freak me the hell out, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, damn. Uh, Sometimes I think about, like, you know, uh, when you're sitting, you're not really doing anything, and you hear the. like that little ringing in your ears, not the tinnitus. I don't know how bad you have that. Let's not uh, get I it. In in my, I have it in my, right ear a little bit. But
0: anyways, continue.
2: Have Have you, have you ever just been sitting around and you hear like a, a little, like you know when you you go in for the hearing test, you raise yep. your right arm, raise your left arm, you hear those little beeps in your ear. Yeah. Sometimes I'm sitting around. And I hear those and I'm wondering, huh, did I just like grow out of a of a certain decibel range? I can't hear now because I'm old. Because I remember that's what uh, the doctors always told us like, oh, you're young. That's why you can hear this. But when you get older, you can't hear certain decibels or sounds that are a certain decibel range. I mean, it's
0: not decibel. You're a little bit off. Decibel is how loud something is.
2: Oh, okay. Think what about
0: tone. Okay. A tone is what frequency it is. So, oh, is a low tone. Mm. It's a high tone.
2: Ooh, okay.
1: okay.
0: Uh, Tinnitus mm. is not specifically one type of hearing problem. What you are describing sounds like beeping, quote unquote, tinnitus, uh, tinnitus where you just sometimes hear like, like that kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Just a little. That is a form of tinnitus. There is also a form really? of tinnitus where you hear a white noise instead of a beep or a tone, that kind of thing. And, okay. um, yeah. I ex- the one I experience tends to be either a long, drawn out tone where I don't hear much other than just that tone for a little bit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or sometimes that little white noise, like a hum, but it goes away. It's mm. not 100%. Okay. So let's see. Uh, here's the types. Tonal tinnitus. This is when the patient hears one continuous sound, a constant ringing that doesn't change, or a single note that is relentless. I get that from time to mm. time. Pulsating tinnitus. This type is when the sound is pulsating. It usually goes along with a heartbeat and is continuous. I think I've also had that one. Okay. Uh. Oh. Multi-noise tinnitus. This is an unfortunate variation of tinnitus, as a patient may simultaneously experience more than one type of tinnitus. That's what I have, yay! Uh, but I don't experience more than one at a time, typically. Whistling tinnitus. Whistling is similar to tonal, but with a different type of sound. You may hear a ringing still, but it is intermittent. You may also hear a buzzing, roaring, or whistling sound. Oh. then beeping tinnitus. As the name suggests, a patient will hear various beeping noises. This has been described as being very similar to Morse code, and the beeps can be random. Which sounds like what you're describing.
2: Huh, okay.
1: Are you
0: uh, ready that's... for the possible causes of tinnitus? Welcome to the medical section of this podcast told you by oh, two no. non-medical oh, people. No. Let's fucking go.
2: No, my gamer lifestyle, I can't give it up.
0: Possible causes, buildup of inner earwax, ear infections, vestibular disorders, exposure to loud noises, which is the one that people always warn you about don't listen to shit too loud. Yeah. Meniere's disease, which I don't know what that is, low thyroid oh. function, which I do know what it is, allergies, mm-hmm. which is probably my problem, let's be honest, and inflammation, okay. which is God knows what.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> there are also over 250 medications that list tinnitus as possible side effects, goddamn. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and close that out before I get too uh, paranoid. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh jeez. Oh geez, man! <laughs> oh
0: no, everything I do in my life just causes my ears to ring. Yeah. But that explains why my tinnitus is hit or miss. It's probably allergies. If I'm having worse allergies, it goes up. Yeah. And I do have really bad allergies now.
2: Oh really? Is it it's hitting you? It's summer? Oh wait, no, I guess it's not summer yet
0: it's still springtime but no i sneeze a lot just in general now but especially from like march through august i am just terrible i need to take um allergy pills daily starting like february i think is what my doctor wanted me to do to get ahead of it okay wow we really went off course from this uh
2: we're still talking about you know being old old people have tinnitus old people have tinnitus really badly um Um, but
0: when you're talking about deafness not being able to hear tones that's not tinnitus that's just deaf oh just going
2: deaf great
0: and that the most common cause of that i believe is exposure to loud noises so turn down your headphones you son of a bitches
2: oh it's hard when i'm at the gym and i'm pumping iron i want to hear that loud beats those loud beats man i gotta get my
0: game going my uh my sister asked me if when was the last time i got my hearing check because i was listening to something loudly and now i've been making a distinct effort to listen to things quietly and i'm like oh i have not lost any of my hearing i still pass hearing tests and all that yeah. and it's just that i naturally tend to turn volumes up apparently so i need to
2: get ahead of that be more mindful yes um i think i think we've we've really uh we've really kind of just dove into this topic i think we could move on
0: yeah we've almost spoken 25 minutes on one topic and we normally average three or four
2: whoops um sorry kids when you get older it's gonna get harder you're gonna notice these things
0: pretty sure most of our age
2: are older but you know
0: what you know, We're gonna start marketing ourselves towards kids, so don't say shit fuck too often, TJ. Ah,
2: damn, darn, shoot, Rats. Oh, wh-
0: oh, golly gee, oh, oh, how, how unfortunate. Oh, Mitch fuck. Oh. Peter. Ah. Uh, okay. I'll go to the next one.
1: Mm.
0: If you had to be the bad guy in any movies or series. Who would you be?
2: Oh. Oh, no. I'd be the bad guy. I'd love to be... Oh, shit. You know what? I'd love to be the elusive man from Mass Effect.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a bad guy?
2: Yeah. You know, he's the head of Cerberus, the um... pro-human... Black Ops organization that tries to enslave the Reapers in Mass Effect 3, but winds up being indoctrinated by the Reapers, so they wind up just kidnapping and horribly experimenting on humans to turn them into Reapers. Yeah. Yeah, they're the bad guys. Damn. Yeah. Like, elusive man. You know, elusive. It's It's such a vanilla name it sounds so boring but like if you you know you you played the mass effect games
0: you've seen the majority of my gameplay of the mass effect games i've played very little of the first two and i never got to the third one because i never finished either of the first
2: two okay
0: hence why i was like oh they're the bad guys
2: oh shit okay all right well not going into spoilers uh yeah elusive man no context. No no experience with the Mass Effect series. Very boring, very generic name for what you would expect uh, a main villain to carry through the two main games in the trilogy. We, we're we're going to forget that Andromeda exists because Mass Effect Andromeda doesn't exist because Mass Effect Andromeda is bad. I That's I'm the Elusive exists. Oh, yeah. Word um, the elusive man is not not only is he voiced by Martin Sheen, the president Yay. of the West Wing.
0: I like how that's the reference. Not like, I mean, he is the president for the West Wing, but he's also in Apocalypse Now. He's Charlie Sheen's fucking dad.
2: Oh, yeah, yep. This guy <laughs> is a he, he is a living legend, Martin Sheen. Yep. Um, not only, is boss, not only is the elusive man voiced by Martin Sheen, the elusive man is a really Good character that, even though he is one of the main villains of the series, you understand why he is doing and for what reasons he's doing. Like he has, like there are good reasons. They're the wrong reasons. Like what he's doing is wrong, but you can see why he thinks it's right. And if you think about it from a certain perspective. He's also kind of the good guy. So he's definitely a villain. He's a villain. But he also blends kind of in the middle of good and bad. This because...
0: is a conversation I had with um, a guy in the other server, the Gaggle server. Mm-hmm. I think he actually listens to the podcast. So if you are listening, hi. Um, and Yeah, I mean, we
2: got to meet up, talk about the Lucid Man.
0: Well, we were talking about um, I'm writing the book. With a bunch of characters about, based on people that are in that server, and I was talking about how if you're going to make a villain, the villain has to be the hero of their own story. So what you're Mm -hmm. saying about like, oh, he has motivations that you can understand, and like if you were of his mindset would agree with, Mm -hmm. that makes a good villain. And as a creative writer, you have to kind of aim for that. You can't Mm -hmm. have a guy that's just epically bad, and Mm it's just ethically terrible. He has to have a motivation that people can get behind understand so that yeah. if you were on his side, you would back him. Mm-hmm.
2: So he, he's like, he's not only the hero of his own story, he's the hero of someone else's story. Maybe. Yes,
0: he is. Somebody looks up to that villain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyways, and there's... I, I cut you off, sorry.
2: Oh yeah, anyways, there's like there's a reason behind what he's doing. It's wrong but you also kind of know that he's doing whatever he can. That's all I'm gonna say. He also brings back Shepard in uh, Mass Effect Two. Um, you do you know how Mass Effect Two starts? Yes, yes. Oh okay. I, they played
0: did yeah. play the epic beginning of that game. It is okay, one of the most notable beginnings of a game ever. And yeah, I guess reason. it's
2: uh, yeah, I guess it's not a very well kept secret any, anymore no 10 11 years after it came out no no 13 years after it came out dear god um but yeah i would be elusive man oh i could also do like horrible experiments and do commit the worst crimes against humanity and i could still have that (laughs) i could still have the oh but But look at me, guys. I'm trying to do this, even though I did all this horrible stuff.
0: That very quickly (laughs) went from, yeah, I'd like to be the bad guy
2: for (laughs) this game, too. I'd like to be a Nazi. (laughs) I'd like to do terrible things and then get away with it because I'm a good character. Not a good character, but a good character.
0: A well-written character.
2: Well-written character.
0: Anywho, the guy I had in mind, and this might be a bit of a strange one, was Agent Smith. I wouldn't mind being him.
2: Yeah, Smith, you,
0: me, me, me.
2: Yeah. He's the hero of his own story.
0: He absolutely is the hero of his own story because he's basically the anti Neo. They both realize that the Matrix is a lie.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They know that. They both don't want to be in the Matrix anymore. The difference is one actually has a living vessel of which he can leave. And then mm-hmm. Smith is literally, he wants to leave, but he has no vessel. He has to, he eventually finds a way to like get one, but then he ends up oh. being killed anyways. But yeah, so I feel for him a little bit. It's not that he hates the humans. He doesn't want to be in the Matrix anymore, is my understanding.
2: Right.
1: He also has he, that... He does hate he does have a.
2: Yeah, he does have that contempt for humanity. Like, when he, uh, he came unhinged in that interrogation of Morpheus.
0: Yeah, and he says, it's the smell and all that.
1: you
2: stink. Yeah, so you guys he does, like a
1: virus.
0: I guess it's not so much that he wants to leave the Matrix. He just kind of doesn't like the fact that he's stuck. Yeah. He doesn't like being reined in. And I can give behind yeah. that. He also can dodge bullets. That's pretty badass. He could do it before Neo.
2: Yeah. And ooh, like I've always wondered, like, he wants he hates humanity. So he wants to wipe out humanity. So does that mean he's gonna purge the human farms, or is he just gonna wipe out Zion? That's what I've always wondered.
0: Um, I think it was just gonna wipe out Zion. Okay. Um But the thing is, ultimately that would just mean the robots win. Um
2: Yeah. The war would
0: be over, yeah. again. Yep. I don't. I haven't seen the fourth one. Um, uh, I don't plan to. Resurrections. I. I do plan on watching it, but cool. so this comment is based purely on only knowing what happens in the first three. I like to imagine the war actually did end. And, yes. Um, the robots are just like, yeah. You know what? We had a common enemy. We got rid of it. We're not going to destroy Zion. We're not going to like each other, but at least we'll
2: deal with it essentially yeah we'll, be chill. we'll yeah.
0: be chill we're taking your messiah back basically oh yeah neo is ours
2: now no take backs yeah,
0: yeah. Jesus, we're taking jesus back he's back to
2: us mm. <laughs> um, i am yeah. curious if smith is in the news i don't think he is i didn't i don't think he is him on the imdb page
0: agent smith got a, well agent smith like i said was a program. He was a virus, essentially, (laughs) by the end of it, and Neo er eradicated him. So, it's not like Neo, where he had a living vessel, and they could plug him back in. Mm. Smith was a bunch of ones and zeros that got deleted, and they have no motivation for bringing back.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That being said, I think they would probably still have agents. So, they just don't have agents, they still have agents.
2: Yeah, I, I know... They fought agents in um, in the new one. and That was one of the criticisms that Moist Critical, you know, I, I watched his review of the movie because I I do like most of his opinions. He's got a good head. Um, he said that the uh, the agents in the movie, the newest Matrix, were uh, like complete pushovers. They weren't scary or intimidating more anymore they were like dolls
0: i mean i kind of got that impression in the second one already even okay because i remember watching the first one the first one is still one of my favorite movies of all time it's probably second on my list uh behind signs of the lambs um but in the first one when the agent showed up you're like oh fuck because literally the first like scene is trinity running from agents because Mm. they're that bad And then she doesn't even end up defeating the agents. She literally runs away. What other movie starts with a hero running away from danger because they can't fight back? And in the second one, Trinity also runs away. Well, she does fight the agent, but she ends up running away and diving out a fucking window to her impending doom.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because she was not going to be able to win against the agent. Yeah. The problem I have with the second one is that the first one ended with Neo winning against the agents and you know, beating the ever-living shit out of them. Mm-hmm. So by the time the second one happens, okay, they have upgrades now. He even goes, yeah. hmm,
2: upgrades. Upgrades. But then he still
0: kicks the shit out of them.
2: Yeah, yes. Yes,
0: he does. So it's like, okay, yeah, they're upgraded, but they're still pushovers. <laughs> they, they, they suck. Yeah. For Whereas-
2: for, for Neo. I would argue for Neo, they were pushing. For Neo,
0: but the problem is that every single scene that has agents in it from the second one, by the sounds of it, onwards, if Mm. Neo is not also in said scene, the agents win instantly. There's not even a fucking fight anymore. Except for Trinity. Trinity fights back and manages to technically win by virtue of not dying, because Neo saves her. So even then, it's
2: Neo. Morpheus had that cool fight scene with the agent on top of the tractor trailer. He did Yes. The, the he, crane but, hit midair.
0: I think my bigger. I think what I'm basically saying is that Neo's the only one that wins against the agents. Everyone else survives if they're yeah. not killed. Because, okay. um, yeah, on top of the truck, you're right. Morpheus doesn't die. He technically Ooh. wins, but who saves him? Oh, Trinity, right? No. What? Who saves him? Oh, shit. Neo saves him. Neo right? saves him. The two uh... trucks collide together and Neo swoops him up and saves him.
1: Right, Trinity right, right, wins yeah.
0: against an agent because she doesn't die, but who saves her? Neo swoops in and fucking saves her too. Yeah. Humanity was absolutely fucked without Neo.
2: He's the one.
0: Yep. Hell, uh the the guy that Agent Smith takes over and goes into his body and then leaves the Matrix in his body. Yeah. That scene takes five seconds. Literally Smith comes up, the guy turns around, doesn't even get a punch in or anything. Yeah. Agent Smith puts his hand in him and it's over.
1: Oh god. Mm -hmm. So
0: how many other how many people I'm gonna have to rewatch I'm doing this. I am doing this. I'm Mm. re-watching the Matrix trilogy. God save... Sorry. God save my soul for the third one.
1: Okay.
0: And I'm going to count how many people actually have an interaction with the agents, and how many fight back at all.
1: Mm.
0: How many survive, and how many I would technically give a victory to. I wouldn't give a victory to Trinity. Trinity did survive, but she did not beat the agent. She ran away and got saved. Okay. Morpheus did put up a hell of a fight a couple times, come to think of it. Mm. But he only survived. He got saved both times by Neo, eventually. Yeah. Because, like, in the first one, he gets captured. Wow. He sacrifices himself to save Neo. Mm. But the only reason why he doesn't die is because Agent Smith decides not to kill him and to interrogate him instead. Mm. Right. And then, later on, who saves him? Trinity
2: and Neo, but Neo. Oh,
0: okay. Neo jumps out of the helicopter and saves him.
2: Yeah. Uh, My huge argument would be, in that scene, Neo wasn't the one. Yet. He was just a dude. It was a well, he was not.
0: He was always the one. He just didn't realize it yet. Right. But, still, the only person that ever can actually flip off an agent and say, yep, I beat ya, mm. is Neo. Actually, that's not true. I, I have to give one point to Trinity because when Neo does dodge bullets, mm-hmm. um, oh, she's is, is the one to kill him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Dodge. But even that is kind of like an asterisk because it's like, okay, cool, but it's more like the agent's just like, you're fucking kidding me? You're telling me you can dodge bullets now too? <laughs> he was distracted. He got taken by surprise. Okay. Which is still a win. It's still yeah. a win. I still give it to her. It's yeah. an asterisk. Mm-hmm. That she did not fight him. He dodged bullets. Confused the kind of think of it. There was no reason why he didn't just shoot Trinity while he was at like alright, yeah, sure. He dodged the bullets, but she's not gonna fucking do it. Bang.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, that's a good point.
0: And that's why he wasn't the top agent. Get fucked, Agent Brown. Or
2: Yeah, whatever. like if he killed her on that rooftop, dear God, what would you have done? He could have massaged her heart back to life.
0: Oh my god, that scene!
2: His lady Uh, love gone. I have
0: no, yeah, I have no problem with him reaching in and beating her heart back to life. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with then killing her off in a shitty as hell way in the third one. (laughs) Don't revive a character in a really weird but okay, whatever way to give her a car accident death.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was that was lame. But she's alive in the. Yeah, the alive. fourth one, she's
0: alive again, so it turns out she yeah, didn't they,
2: die. They, kill her. they bring her back. They
0: kill her again.
1: They bring the her back. The sad
0: part is, I remember a long time ago, I was having a conversation with another nerd friend of mine in high school. Yeah. And, um, I remember saying, you know what, there's a chance that Trinity's not dead. And he's like, no, dude, we see her die. I'm like, yeah, but nobody knows if Neo's dead. We just mm-hmm. saw him pass out. We saw her pass out, but there's robots fucking everywhere. They could have found her and in- gotten her back yeah and guess fucking what uh like 15 year old me was right unfortunately (laughs) Uh. anywho yeah i'd be agent smith
2: yeah it would be a good halloween costume
0: it would be a fun halloween costume because you just look good man wearing shades at night is a bit questionable but you know you gotta do it
2: have a little, uh, you have the earpiece in your ear and then you can say, like, you can talk in a human voice. Only human. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: they
2: they are think... badass. I love agents.
0: My sister has an idea for what I should be for Halloween, because I still yeah. do dress up for Halloween from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, since I have the electric skateboard and not just the one wheel, um, she wants to make a little magic carpet for me and have me be Aladdin. And just go down the street, riding Ooh. a magic carpet. A whole new world.
2: Nice. Nice.
0: Alright, I uh, this will probably be our last topic, because we have only like 10 inch minutes left. But uh-huh. if you would like to take the reins.
2: Do you think porn could have good acting?
1: Well. Think
0: about it. Porn has terrible acting, but what if we got good actors to be in porn?
2: Ah. You know, I I actually argue the acting part of porn is terrible, but the porn part of porn is great acting.
0: Yeah, true, because it's not like they're actually enjoying themselves.
2: (laughs) No. A lot of it is fake. Them making their little exaggerated moans and screams and dirty talk. It's all fake. It's all a lie. All right. It's, it's I, a, a ruse to get you turned on and to get you to buy more. Exactly.
0: Gone wild. Um, but what I put as a little uh, side note was, imagine if we got Steven Spielberg, a couple of decently well-known actors, and then sex doubles for them. Do you think that there could actually be a porn that has good acting, like a plot line that you actually care about? Yeah, I think that'd be hilarious. I I would love to watch a porno and at the very yeah. end just see directed by Steven Fucking Spielberg. At the end,
2: James porn, Cameron. There is a porn film that was released remember, in like 2019 or 2020. It had two versions. There was the R-rated version, which was the serious movie, and then the X-rated version had the porn scene still in it. Apparently, it was. Almost universally acclaimed. I have to find really? this movie. Yes. Apparently, you it was do find really that good. movie. Yeah.
0: You do find that movie. Even if it's next podcast episode, I would love it if you just brought that back up and said, hey, found it.
2: Yeah, I found that, I found that porn movie. Because maybe it's this one.
0: I, it only took two days and 40 uh, sessions later, but... <laughs> I'm going to do do a quick
2: Google see if this this is it. Well,
0: that's not going to put you on a list anywhere.
2: Uh, Images. (laughs) Oh, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Okay. It is called Perspective. A psychological thriller about a couple in the final days of their marriage as told from each of their perspectives. Interesting. So, this movie has two versions, R and X, and it stars only porn actors. So, these are all porn stars. And this movie apparently is really good.
0: Damn. Yep. Well, what's funny Ooh. is, from what it says, it sounds like not only are the porn scenes in the X rated version, mm-hmm. But it's actually edited completely differently. It's uncut. Okay. Has like It sounds like it's altered more than just by slapping the scenes back in. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It says uncut uh, pornography style film.
1: I am
2: not sure. I, uh... Okay, so
0: now I need to rewatch all three of the first Matrix movies. And apparently I have to watch a porno. Need but to I also have porno. to watch a non-porno at the same time.
2: Right, yeah, you gotta watch both versions. Both I should versions.
0: have one up on each monitor. I will let you watch it.
2: I' will <laughs> let you uh,
0: yeah, I'll let you, the audience guess which one's going on the four k one. Um.
2: you you gotta pause the r a version, watch through the porn scene and then <laughs> play it again.
0: I would like to point out the running time of the R-rated version is 97 minutes. The uncut is 220 fucking minutes. Oh, <laughs> oh my lord. Dear well, that'd be a long time. Oh god.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's
0: I go over the I go over to Long Island, we ride one wheels, and then we just sit and watch a porn film beside its R-rated version. Oh my god. <laughs> and then we write a review after. How how long is the the R rated version? The R rated version is ninety seven minutes.
2: So that's like an hour hour thirty, right? 1, hour and 37 thirty seven minutes. And then the porn was two hundred twenty. Two hundred
0: and twenty minutes. Holy shit! Divide that by sixty. God, it's that is some. Some long... four hours. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> a lot of porn. Wow. Wow. You
0: know what? 8.66666 hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So 97 minutes versus 220 minutes. Did I hear that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that is 125 minutes of porn. So that's two hours of porn. Oh My god, yeah, oh, of, all right, let's say
0: of the runtime, two hours of yeah. it is porn. All right, or so at let's... least it's a, such adult content that it couldn't be in the R rated version. Yeah, that is yeah. that is literally two feature film lengths of porn. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, with the porn. that is, yeah, but to, uh, it's actually the hour 20 or 123 minutes, divide that by. 60 yeah I'm so probably, yeah. that is more than a feature film's length of porn
2: porn wow and then divide that by like so let's say there's four scenes of porn so divide that by four so that's tell me out here 40 minutes each scene that's a long scene that's a long porn scene that's,
0: that's long that is literally the length of i think most porns. don't ask i know that uh, maybe maybe there's
2: some acting going on in the porn scenes. Maybe that's
0: where I, that's where I think there's no way that is all just pornography. The second one has yeah. to, or the the adult one has to have different editing in other parts too. Yeah. Here, here. But I'm almost I'm almost willing to dedicate enough to actually do that. The film was praised by those in the adult and mainstream market. So yeah. I guess that uh, yeah. We, uh, we don't need to worry about seeing a porn with good acting because apparently we have it. Was, yep. What's more amazing to me is, like you said, these actors are porn actors. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um. They're not like well-known actors. actors or anything. Yeah. Which can which proves that there are porn actors out there who are actually good actors, and that yeah. bad porn acting is just because that's not what mm-hmm. it is there for, and the writing's also terrible. Yeah, you just have a good, good writer, good director. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, here's here's another thing I love. Looking at the Wikipedia page, ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a give me a famous movie. Titanic. Titanic, 1997 film. Okay, so here uh, here's the important. We have plot, or the contents, plot, cast, pre-production, production, production, post-production, soundtrack, release, yeah, yeah, all that Mm. kind of stuff. But the cast section, of course you had to find the one fucking thing that actually has this. The cast section only has, like, the notable people, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, So all these people are known. You see them, you kind of get to know their name in the first place, or they play an important part of the series, of the story. In the perspective 2019 film, Wikipedia, it has the cast section as well. It is not nearly as detailed, but it has literally every single fucking actor in the whole thing. Oh. And I'm I'm not making that claim lightly. Uh, It might not have extras, sure. But it literally has Whitney White as girl number one. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Let's just say I don't see too many Wikipedia pages, and I read Wikipedia. I actually do read Wikipedia. I don't see too many Wikipedia pages for movies where the cast has a section that actually has that. Normally, your girl number ones, your girl number twos, guy number ones, normally they don't get mentions. Yeah. You know, come to think of it, actually, the whole how long that uncut version is kind of makes sense when you consider the fact that the plot is based on um, a marriage falling apart, essentially, by the sounds of it. So, if you figure one sex scene between the two, the married couple, one sex scene between the guy with the random girl, Mm. or maybe girls, uh, and one sex scene with um, the girl with random guys, Mm. that's three right there, I suppose. Yeah. I'm not super thrilled about the guy number one, or girl number one, girl number two, girl number three, guy number one, guy number two, guy number three.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Do you have the dedication to watch the uncut version?
2: Uh, I can do it, yeah.
0: I, I think I could do it, because I think that would be an interesting. T- Imagine if we have a whole podcast a watch just party. talking about that. A watch oh, party. Yeah. That's better. I was going to say, you know, I don't really feel like watching porn with someone. That sounds like a very high school awkward thing to do. Have you, you know what? You opened the door. You didn't know you opened the door, but you opened it
1: yeah.
2: door.
0: Have you watched porn with somebody else in the room before?
2: When I was uh, 14, um, we, it was like one or two in the morning over at my friend's house. We were sleeping over. It was a whole bunch of us. I think it was his birthday. Maybe three or four of us were still up watching TV because we always had like that little competition, you know, who can stay awake the longest. And we were flipping through the channels, and we happened to come, we happened upon a soft core porn movie, and we 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 stayed on it for like ten minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh...
2: we I, I don't I don't know like we most of us were like in sleeping bags, we had the blankets over each other, so uh you know ah
0: oh, dear you know. fuck.
2: I don't know. I, I didn't, I'd actually, I had never, I never masturbated until I was 15. That's why I figured it out. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's when you figure it out. Ha huh, weird. That's how that works. Uh, okay. So
2: when I was 14, I was simply enjoying the sensation of boners.
0: Oh my God. Yep. Oh, I need to quote that somewhere. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't have a quote <laughs> section.
0: I'm going to put it in cancel culture. <laughs>
2: Enjoying the sensation, bonerness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yeah,
2: it was incredibly—it's incredibly strange, incredibly strange. I—I uh... I try to think if I can remember which one it was, because that's all I watched when I was really young and I started watching porn. I only watched softcore
0: you say when you're really young you're saying that when 15. i think of really young i'm thinking yeah 15 to me is not really young uh,
2: all right well that's young to me
0: because it's young but when i hear it really young i'm thinking younger than that
2: oh no dear god no
0: man you wait until you were 15
2: Goddamn. yep yep i did good for you that, uh yeah i didn't believe that masturbation worked I tried it, and I was like, eh, I don't know. No, it's not, For a not second, the I thought I you were going
0: to say you thought masturbation was a sin, and I was going to be like, TJ, I never saw you as that kind of
2: person. No, no, that's the funny. That's the funny thing. I grew up like pretty, pretty Catholic. My mother never, never said anything good or bad about masturbation. Never. We
0: we have made it four, or we made all three episodes into our podcast before we started talking about jacking off. Yeah. You know that's what? I, I'm kind of proud of us. I would have expected oh. that to be like day one. <laughs> yep. I feel so bad for any of my coworkers that listen to this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Hey, I, I did not say what what age I started masturbating. You guys stay around for the uncut version. <laughs>
2: and, <laughs> and just
0: just for the lulls, I think I'm going to make this the first episode we upload on YouTube because I yeah. was too lazy to upload the other three. Um okay. So this this version will be uncut on YouTube, it will just be me saying what age I started. <laughs> you're welcome. Just It's uncut, and it's just the porn. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, you know, if you're really looking for good acting, you're not going to find it. In a... Actually, no. You know what? That's also not true. There are some pretty well-acted softcore porn movies from the late to mid-90s.
0: Well, here's, how do you define softcore porn? Because the way I define softcore porn okay. is more like it's a story that has sex in it. So, like, okay. uh, Twilight, some people consider to be, like, almost softcore porn Oh, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, that's a good point, yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, they're high schoolers, so obviously it's not actually a porn. Yeah, and yeah. All, although that doesn't necessarily negate, because some of their are 18, whatever.
2: Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I always const- I always looked at it as any movie, obviously with a plot, where characters engage in simulated sex acts, and you do not see the. Yeah. Uh, what what is it? The the explicit genitalia. You, you don't see you don't... vagina. You don't see penis. You see both. You,
0: um, you're you're at the show, but you don't have yeah. front row seats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I'll, 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 um, I'll agree with that. I'll just agree with that. Yeah.
2: Uh, my 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 ex referred to True Blood as softcore porn, which I would agree with her. I would agree with her as. It, like it's Never obviously it. it wouldn't come to mind like off the bat as softcore porn, but that show gets pretty uh, intense with its sex scene.
0: Uh, Game of Thrones.
2: That too. Oh, that's another good one, yep. yeah.
0: I just looked up softcore porn, not realizing that I should probably put definition after it, so now Pornhub's the first result. Cool. (laughs) Softcore pornography, Wikipedia, (laughs) there we go, is commercial, still, photography, film, or art that has a pornographic or erotic component, but is less sexually graphic and intrusive than hardcore pornography, Bam. defined by a lack of visual sexual penetration. Bam. Includes strip cheeses, lingerie. I like how you're walking away during a fucking podcast. Wow, how professional are you? Nonetheless, while I'm just going off about softcore porn. Wow, that's what we've uh, delved into. <laughs> Everybody that listens to this episode that we know is going to be like, yeah, we're really liking your podcast. Kind of went a little bit off the rails with the fourth episode, but you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we took a turn for the uh, the deviant. Yes.
0: Oh, maybe we should have a special... Every fourth episode is a deviant corner.
2: <laughs> Every week, that's what we could call this episode. Taking a turn for the deviant.
0: Taking a turn for the deviant. There we go. Yes. I'm going to have to write that down or... No, I'm just going to put it in general. I have an even funnier idea, actually. I'm going to come here uh, to gaggle. I'm just going to go to nobody and say taking a turn... Excuse me. Oh wait, no, they actually have a a thing for the podcast. Taking a turn for the deviant. There we go. Yeah. Oh. So... Nice. That's that's the first time you came up with a name for it. Like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Woo. do not it get more hits because it yeah. sounds like more interesting? It's more clickbaity. Yeah.
2: Yes. We <laughs> <Sorry>. have <laughs> an interesting title.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen the titles I put up for our episodes, but they are not clickbaity at all. Yeah. Alright, yeah. well. I've
2: seen that.
0: I don't think I have anything else to say, and I'm definitely going to have to mark this one as explicit, so uh, that's two in a row, baby, marked as explicit. Actually, I think they might all be uh, marked as explicit. They're,
2: they're probably all explicit.
0: Yeah, just in case. I don't remember everything we say when I upload them. You would think I would re-listen to the entire thing. I don't. Nah. So at this point, we've made references to where I live. We've made references to where you live. I figure as long as we're keeping it at a state level, who cares? You're not going to find us. Mm -hmm. And if you do, the way I prefer to be approached in public is specifically with dick or genitals, whichever one you have, already out. Mm -hmm. I refuse to talk to you otherwise.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, of course.
0: All right. uh, Well, so what did we learn today? Are you wait? Do you have anything else to say?
2: Uh, I think we learned today that I am
0: a softcore
2: porn savant.
0: I uh, don't know if savant would be the word, but connoisseur. Sure. Because savant, I think, implies like a mental challenge.
2: But oh, wait, what? Really?
0: Uh, think so. I'm gonna look it up right now. Oh, wait, no, Um, hold on. It might not be a mental challenge. Person of learning, especially one with detailed knowledge in some specialized field. What? Oh, Savant Syndrome is what I was thinking of.
2: Oh, okay. Let's get the shit. All right.
0: A Savant Syndrome is a phenomenon sometimes following recovery from brain damage that can create a condition in which someone, despite often having significant mental disabilities, demonstrate All right, so I wasn't wrong. I was off off
2: base. that word was not used in the right context. Yeah, so I'm not right uh, no.
0: a savant is not mentally challenged. Someone with savant uh-huh. syndrome
2: could be. Oh, okay. Oh, a person of learning. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right, I didn't use it in the wrong context. Cool. But
0: I would still prefer the word connoisseur if I were you, because one, it sounds sexier. And, yeah. Uh, two. Um. It's an expert judge in matters of taste.
1: Mm, okay. And
0: I think it's it'd be hilarious to say you're a softcore porn judge in matter of taste. Expert judge in matter
2: of taste. Yes. Judge, jury, and executioner. You know, they don't make... They haven't made a softcore porn film in a while. So I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur because the industry is kind of dead.
0: You say they haven't, but is it just that's not making it far enough? TJ, you uh, could be a but trailbla- You should bring back the softcore porn. You should make a softcore porn.
2: Yeah, dude. Like the past uh, ten, no, the past twenty years, like there have been three or four main production studios that have been producing these things, and they reuse like the same four or five directors on IMDb, and none of these none of these guys have had any work since 2017 so pretty sure softcore porn is dead
0: you are actually a softcore porn savant what the why do you know this yep tj (laughs) you're the kind of motherfucker to be like i want to almost get off (laughs) it's like ah, yes so suggestive but not explicit Mm -hmm. jesus is not crying yet nope nope Uh, All right. Well, then I will. (laughs) If you don't have anything else to say, I will go into our outro. Are you ready?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. All
0: right. So, what did we learn today? Today, we learned that apparently 25 is the age where your life starts to go downhill. So, yippee. You're Uh, knocking at death's door, kids. We've learned that if you're going to be a bad guy, you should be voiced by Martin Sheen or Hugo Weaving. We've learned that TJ is into almost porn.
2: Nope. nope. Not quite there yet, but it's still kind of, of porn. Yeah.
0: Just, just teasing the tip. Yes. And on that yeah. lovely note, I'm sorry.
1: Bye. <laughs> sorry.